Yo. Soft words and harsh truths. You got issues, I got issues, we all do. So free yourself for safe space for your concerns. We got things to learn, habits to unlearn. Always deconstructing and reconstructing. Can you see the beauty that's in destruction? If there's an end, the new beginning's coming. Nothing yeah. comes easy, does yeah. it? You gotta yeah. really jump. Soft words and harsh truths. You got issues, I got issues, we all do. Welcome to Healing Out Loud, Unhinged While Anchored. I am your host, Goddess, and I am with Amron the CEO of Opulence Radio. How are you today, Amron? I am amazing. Thank you. Thank you for finally having me on. I'm excited yes. to finally meet you. I I told I felt weird. I didn't want to just jump in your DMs and be like, hey, I talked to all your people. I want to talk to you now. And I told DC, I was like, hey, I need an introduction. I can't just, you know, there's got to be some kind of formality. I just busted onto the scene as it is. You know, so it's been all good. Um, so you know, I I know that you and DC have been kind of partnering for a year or so. Mm -hmm. Um, what got you into this podcast network? Um, honestly, I'm a fan. I'm severely passionate about podcasting. Um, when the pandemic started and everyone came home, I spent a lot of time alone. Um, working from home, homeschooling my daughter. I needed voices in my life. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> so I moved over to podcasts and they were like kind of the background noise. And um, it just, I really became passionate about it. I really like how you're able to tell your own story and your own perspective specifically for you. Um, everyone has a story and everyone has something to say and something they can give to the world. And I love how podcasting is my avenue personally that I can do that. And I love that I have a network where other people can express themselves as well. I I 100% agree. I was talking to a fellow caster today and I was like, when are you going to come on my show? And they're like, nah, you're too emotional. I, I don't want to be emotional in public. <laughs> but I feel, you know what? I feel that though. I'm working on that myself um, with my show, According to This Black Girl. I'm kind of more of the comic relief while my host, my co-host is able to be more vulnerable. And we're kind of switching that up. Um, certain things in my life, I just wasn't comfortable sharing yet. And um, I'm, I'm open, I'm slowly opening up. So definitely so commend you. What you're doing is rare. It's hard for anybody that doesn't understand this. Coming out full, you know, exposed, hard out is hard. And I love your show and your perspective on things. I appreciate that. I, I really do. Um, I've always been open. Um, I didn't learn how to be vulnerable until last year. And so, because I can talk about everything that's happened to me, but I never attached emotion to it. And so as I started my healing process, I realized I was doing myself a disservice because it needs to be a full 360 healing. It can't just be portioned off. And so if I come to you and I'm telling you this story, it's because there's some significance to it. And sometimes I don't even realize the significance until I'm in the story telling it to somebody. And so I end up doing a lot of my healing just by sharing my story because I'm able to connect it to my present life. And I'm just like, you know, I sit back in my own seat. And that's kind of why it's called Healing Out Loud, because 
people don't realize you're sitting in my chair or having a conversation, but you're really helping me. You know, it's, it's not, it's not necessarily that I'm trying to heal the person that's in my seat. It, that conversation, there's something in that conversation, there's intention and something in this conversation is going to resonate with somebody and it's important. And so that's the way I live it. You know, so it's not for me necessarily. I am healing, but I know that one person one day is going to catch this, you know, podcast and something in it is going to change their life. And that's kind of where I started my hopes of jumping into this. Well, thank you for having me be a part of this healing with you. (laughs) Whatever I say can resonate with somebody. You know, and I'm just going to say already, because you touched on it so quickly, you are a woman of color. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to be vulnerable. No. We have, now I, I will say that I was I was lucky in the sense that I did carry a mixed bag. So people seeing me emotional is more accepted because... I'm Caucasian too, you know, but it's, it, I have seen that, that I've been given more freedoms to cry than some of my counterparts. And I don't, I think that's unfair. I think that, you know, I know women as a whole, but my, my cousins, my, my family, they, they were never given that, that freedom to be vulnerable. They had to support the family. They had to, take care of the parents, the kids, the everybody. So they didn't, they weren't given time. How have you managed to start to balance that out for yourself? I cry in the shower. Um, <laughs> um, I'm still working on that myself, but you, you are correct. I mean, personally, I like to, um, I give my mom a lot of, you know, a lot of support, especially with everything that she's done for me. But I came from a very strong woman. I come from strong stock. So, you know, during certain times, it's like we don't have time to cry. You're going to figure out what the problem is. You're going to fix it. And we're going to move the fuck on. Right. Um, and in that time, it's it's hard. I had to learn to be honestly, I don't really think I had a choice. I'm just honestly a more emotional person. Um, I, I don't want to say I cracked, but it got to the point where there was no more holding it in. Like, I have to be as emotional as I can be. Um, I'm a crier. Paw Patrol, doesn't matter. I cried everything. It's just bad. <laughs> it's like, I'm a crier, but I don't like to show my emotion really in public, if that makes sense. I'd rather cry alone. And that's what I say when I cry in the shower. Like, um, you know, as a mom, sometimes you got to keep the, the game face on. Like, everything's fine. And sometimes it's not. I mean, that's life. You know, sometimes things are fucked up, but we got to, you know, keep on swimming. So, I mean, I cry in the shower, I brush it off and I keep moving. Um, But I do, with my daughter, I do try to let her know that it's okay to be emotional. I'm like, it's okay to feel it in the moment because I know I didn't have that grace growing up. Um, So I make sure that is instilled in my home. Like, it's okay to feel whatever you feel. And your feelings are valid. Um, Even though I might not understand why you're feeling this way or agree, these are your feelings and it's okay. I, I have struggled with that myself, not to the vulnerability part, 
my kids have seen every lick of emotion that can come out of this frame, but <laughs> allowing them that same grace because mm-hmm. I've been very selfish. You know, um, I can see what's going on with me and I never gave them the space to go through stuff either, you know? Okay. And so I had to, I sat them down one day and I was like, tell me what I've done wrong. That was not a fun conversation. <laughs> you know, but I got mad in the moment and then I started to process. And so now I'm trying to be better for my my youngest daughter and I'm raising my granddaughter too. And they both are autistic. And so I'm trying to take what I did wrong with my older kids and not do it right this time because the world's not going to be nice to them. So I am a little hard but better in the sense that I give them the space to have big emotions. Okay. And that's not easy because we are a bunch of emotional women up in this house. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) But I've been definitely growing up in a home full of women, um, especially now still in a home with just me and my daughter. I definitely get that. Sometimes it can be a lot of emotions at once. And I think sometimes as a parent, sometimes trying to step back from your own feelings, like, okay, this isn't about me right now. Um, Mm -hmm. Let me allow you to have your time to do whatever this is. And that's easier said than done. Um, Because I don't want to feel like, like you're saying, I'm giving my kid a disservice because the world is not going to be easy. It's everyone is not going to take a moment with her and be like, this is do whatever you need to do until you're ready. So I get what you're saying when it comes to that, but I don't know. I feel like home is a safe space. So whatever you need to do here, do it. (laughs) I try within limits, um, you know, as far as like smoking weed and stuff, I always told my kids, I'd rather you try that here so I can Mm -hmm. make sure that nothing bad is going to happen. So I can see how you're going to react to it, how you're going to handle it. Of course that never happened, but I tried to be open-minded with them. And when my daughter turned up pregnant, I lost my, I lost my mind. I really did. And after the baby was born, she was mine. You know, there was no going back. She was here. And I recognized that my daughter had postpartum. And so I took over my granddaughter. Um, and my daughter is trying to get her life together. And that's what she needs to do. So what I wasn't able to do for her before I'm doing for her now by allowing her the time to get her head straight and the baby safe. So she's seven and I'm not in an orange jumpsuit. So there's a win there. Um, (laughs) I haven't been put in prison yet. So um, it's, you know, we're going to take that as a win. But so how did you, how did you interact with DC? Now, normally I don't do a lot of interview questions. I like to see where the conversation mm-hmm. goes. So Interesting. when you say, how did I interact? Like, how did DC come into my life? Yes. Like, um, Honestly, I stumbled across this show. It was actually, and I, I laugh about this because the show I stumbled upon is really not his normal content. So I had no idea what I was really getting myself into originally. Um, I listened to his Queenish episode 
and he does this every year. And it's pretty much a episode about women's empowerment. And he, you know, features amazing women in different fields. Um, it was a really cool episode. The vibe was great. I was like, oh, this is nice. So I reached out and we just kind of clicked. Um, he liked what I was doing. I liked the content he made. And then we just, everything just kind of vibed after that. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of like a lost cousin situation. I have, um, I feel kind of, we have a similar story. Like I, I met Geek Salad and, you know, DC the same time. I, my page became active again um, in the effort to promote my boyfriend um, because he's starting his own stuff. So I wanted to get active. Um, okay. And so I start, just started pushing people up into my, my stories. And then it just, it just like snowballed from there. And then one day I was like, Hey DC, when am I going to be on your show? I'm pushing, you know, like totally joking. And I was on the show like two weeks later. And then I felt like I was on this publicity, you know, publicity tour because I was just like everywhere. And then I was like, and then I stepped back because I didn't want people to be like, this girl is really in here trying to use us. And I'm like, no, don't <laughs> I don't know if it was, I don't want to say it was people felt like you were being used. I think it was, um, well, honestly, that's what you're supposed to do. Exposing yourself is what you're supposed to do. No one can do you better than you. And I don't know you. So tell me who you are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> promote yourself times 50. I don't think it was that at all. Um, I just, I mean, you just mixed in. It's kind of like, you know, just added another ingredient. So it was like, <laughs> hey, goddess. I mean. <laughs> and I just, you know, I, I want to commend everybody too. And, you know, I do sing a lot of praises. I intentionally talk about everybody that I interact with on my show. You know, I make sure to bring mm -hmm. them up casually in conversation, you know, especially like making sure they go to the right opulence radio on Instagram because <laughs> DC sent me to Johannesburg first. But, um, you know, <laughs> it's it's all with intention because we're all trying to get to the same place. We just have a different voice of getting there. And ultimately, it's our calling. You know, right. there's 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 healing in our voices and it doesn't matter if it's comedy. It doesn't matter if it's sports or raw, you know, cause he's, he's in his own category, but, um, you know, <laughs> you know, but it's important. And that's just kind of what I've always embodied, even in my own personal life before stepping out into this stage. And I've got my, my own little business going on. And I made sure never to mention that because it wasn't my focus. I'm not here to make money. I'm not here to do anything. I know that my viewpoint, the way that I can be innocent and view the world through that innocence is important somehow. And it's scary as hell because I came into some roughneck <laughs> like they're they're tough and it's amazing and I you know I might say the wrong word so roughneck may not be the right word but okay. Okay. it's just it's it's amazing this group of people you know and I and I I would like to say they're extremely ambitious um everyone with them um honestly connecting with this group has elevated me as a podcaster because I felt like I had to get my shit together like, I can't be, you know, just hanging out and I'm not putting anything out. Let me go ahead and record a couple shows. Um, everyone is extremely driven, extremely hardworking, and they all have extremely big 
big goals and they're working every single day to achieve them. So I think it's an amazing group of people. They might be a little, you know, and like I, said, I, I, I use the wrong <laughs> words because the English language sucks. And, you know, I, I just, they're amazing in their own right. Mm -hmm. Like raw is raw. Like literally yep. he's raw. Like he's coming from the hip. And I like that. Sometimes it's a little harsh for me because I'm so innocent and, but it's good because I'm getting that exposure too because right. of the field that I'm coming into. So I see everybody's strengths. And so I've, I have, I've emulated a lot of that into my show. You know, my opening was because of Dremo. I sat on her show and I saw her opening and I was like, I don't have an opening. I can't start this podcast and I don't have an opening. So then, you know, and then I went to work on an opening and then Savagely Humble has a closer. And I was like, no, I need to have a closer, you know, cause I just, I didn't want to come in and not show that I'm here to play, you know, so I'm mm -hmm. watching everybody and I'm, and I'm taking it in and I made my office. <laughs> you okay. You've been playing chess, not checkers goddess. Okay. <laughs> you know? And so, and I, I really, I, I started my Instagram page on my body. I'll be 100% honest. Like, you know, I, I have breasts and I knew how to use them. Um, okay. and you know, but I flipped that around and I'm trying to be more wholesome sometimes, not all the time. Cause you know, a girl still likes to play, but I, but you, can, you can be both. I mean, that's the good thing about being, you can, you can be sexy and wholesome. <laughs> and I'm trying to find that balance right now, you mm -hmm. know, and, um, because I, I am in a sorority and, you know, it's not so much my kids, my kids know that. Once I'm gone, neither one of them want to open my phone. They know that. Um, and, you know, I've never, I, I never thought about that. I, I might need to think about that. <laughs> yes. That might be something. Okay. Yeah, you need to have a designated phone person when you go, you know, because, uh, mm. I mean, but, you know, it's there so they can take that risk. Um, but <laughs> I'm very open, very open in that regard, um, because it's just a vessel. We're, we're all human. We all like to have fun. We like to be appreciated. Um, you know, women, we get to be appreciated a little bit more sometimes, and I'm here for it when I need it, but I stopped needing it. Okay. Because I no longer needed that kind of attention. Um, because I have more to offer than my breasts. Yeah. I don't mind showing them. If that's what gets you to come look at me, here they are. But listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> you know? It's the whipped cream. It's not the main ingredient. Right, right, exactly. And so I'm trying to find that balance and, you know, just really find out who I am and try to stay out of internet beefs that have nothing to do with me. And, yes. you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind of hard, though, especially um, having having a platform. It's sometimes realizing that like things on the Internet don't go away. So right. even certain times during emotion, like if I see something that's horrible, I need to watch what I say because it's not just Amron. It's Amron of Opulence Radio. Right. Um, owning your brand, sometimes it's a little hard because sometimes I want to get real slick in the comments. 
but I can't. And I'm working on that. So but there is there is a really cool way that you can still be that person professionally. Mm-hmm. I come from HR. You know, we we come from the corporate world, so we know how to tell a person off respectfully. Right. You know, and so I have mastered that sometimes because I'll call attention to what they are actually coming at me for and they don't like it. So I pay how, how they use their words or what they, you know, how they put them together tells me a lot more than what they're saying. So if they come at me and it's because my eyebrows are not shaped the right way, that's a personal thing that they took issue with on themselves and they see a reflection of it on me. So I have nothing to do with that. So I'll push it back off onto them. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's had some pretty great results because ultimately that's what it is. When we get attacked, people see a reflection and sometimes they don't like it. That's not my problem. You know, um, that's my job to hold up the mirror. So <laughs> you don't talk to me, talk to God. You know, he's the one who put me here. So, you know, that's just kind of where I'm trying to get to. Okay. I don't know how well that's going to work because I am a very sensitive person, but I, I'm trying to be selective with my tears because it can appear to be manipulative. And I don't oh. want that. Facts. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I sometimes I my my emotions is my superpower. Um, but it's also more of a villain type situation. I know certain situations, especially sometimes with men, I've manipulated my tears to get my way. Right. And when it really wasn't even that serious. I know I can easily cry. I know you're gonna respond to me crying. No one right. wants to see me cry, so I'm gonna ugly cry. <laughs> um, but I'm working on that because you are correct, that's not a good way you know, to deal with people, but it works. I mean, sometimes that might be, you know, your secret juice. You know what though? I, I know when to do it. And so it depends on the situation because there's been times I've sat here recently and tried to just kind of vent to the computer. I can't put it out. I won't finish the recording. I'll delete it because I don't want that to be what I'm doing. There's times that I'm emotional, like my first episode. I had my first live. I had a lot of emotional traumas that I was going through. And I really wanted to capture that because that was the true essence of who I was. So I wanted everybody to know who I really was before you started seeing me sit down with people because I'm different every conversation. I am whoever is in my seat. But I think, I don't know, just for me, if you're going to be that raw, I think it's sometimes good to show all sides of you. So if we're going to show, you know, you emotionally raw, you know, crying, let us see you happy too. Let us see you angry too. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that way it'll be more, I guess, more relatable because we're, everyone goes through everything. Like I'm happy. I'm sad. You know, sometimes I'm fuck the world. Sometimes I just want to go out and hug homeless people. Like I'm, (laughs) I'm everything. It's, it's okay. You know? And I think it's, again, what you're doing is hard. Everyone is not doing this. That's why everyone doesn't have a podcast or everyone isn't doing this type of podcasting that you're doing. Exposing yourself 
at whatever moment you are, I think that's cool. I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's, it's difficult, but like I said, um, I've seen so many people crying and alone. And I know that I have a similar story, you know? Um, and so let me be vulnerable for you. Let me cry the tears that you can't cry. And that's kind of what and where I'm going. Now I know that there's a joke amongst the group that they don't think I can get angry. And everyone has a, everyone has a little, you know, have you seen like the inside out movie? Everyone has a little red man inside. So. I, I do. And, and I try not to allow her to come out. Because, and I apologize for my dogs. There must be somebody outside. Um, but um, when I get angry, I become irrational. It's in my anger that I have irrationality because mm-hmm. I don't like that emotion. And so I do everything I can to get rid of it. Um, now, I'm not a light goddess. Um, I'm not proud of that thing about me. But yeah, when it gets to the point where I'm past that level of like normal, mad, I'm angry. <laughs> it's now like now you want to see angry. Right. Um. <laughs> you know that I I worked really hard because I used to be that girl that like flipped her neck and did like you know like did all this and I had to work to get away from that because nobody was taking me serious because I was feeding into a stereotype. Wait a and minute! I, wait, God! So you had an angry? Wait, so you had an angry role? Like when I'm mad? Like this is me? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yes. Like, and my kids would make fun of me because when I would get really angry, I would take on a Hispanic accent. Okay. I'm not Spanish. I okay. have nothing but you want me to roll some R's? I got you. <laughs> you know, no problem. You Three. I got you. I can roll some R's, but it'll be right in the middle of an argument and then they'll start laughing at me. And it will diffuse me just that fast. Oh, I think um, that would make me even more insane. I think that would make me, like, that would be the real, oh, and now I'm about to pop because you're laughing. Um, but honestly, my anger ends up turning into disappointment, especially when people I care about. Like, like I'm, like, you hurt me now. Like, I'm upset. You knew this would make me upset. And now I'm disappointed. And now I'm hurt. And now we're crying. So now I've done something insane. Now I'm crying. It's this whole scene now. <laughs> Anger is my endpoint. Okay. I I worked really hard to understand where it starts. Like mm-hmm. I had no friends growing up. I was at home. My birthday's in the middle of the summer. You know, it was just a very solo existence. And so I I come That's from very. I always got jealous of summer babies because I felt like you guys had cooler parties because my birthday's in October and I'm from somewhere where we have hurricanes. So like. It's it's a hit or miss. My daughter's <laughs> birthday is on the 29th of October. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I I've never had a birthday party. I've never had anybody throw me a birthday party. I've Not actually. What are you? Time out. So when is your birthday? June 16th. So are you having a birthday party show? 
So when are we we're having a birthday party show for your birthday? Okay, we can, we can have a, we can have a special on Opulence Radio. We can oh. all show up. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'm like it's only one you. No one can celebrate you more than you. Like you're your national day. Um, I take my birthday very seriously. <laughs> if I go into the, if I explain it, you're gonna think I'm insane. It's some weird shit with Beyonce, but I'm not going there. Um, <laughs> Um, like legit, my only birth. Okay, so Beyonce, I'm gonna say it because I'm I'm getting weird with you guys. So my daughter's birthday, okay, Beyonce's birthday is September fourth. My birthday is October fourth. My original due date was November fourth. So I'm like, this is destiny. So this is what we have to do. I went into labor on Halloween and I straight up said no. Like I'm not having her. I don't care what you say. Um. <laughs> And I held out for two days. She didn't come till November 2nd. Um, don't do that. Anybody who's pregnant, don't do that. That sounds painful. <laughs> it was. It was. Well, there were reasons that took her two days, but we're not going there. Um, but yeah, so you're a celebration. Only you can celebrate you. The whole, it's big. Like, I celebrate Beyonce's birthday, my birthday, my daughter's <laughs> birthday. It's well, you got like, you got a big two month block. It's like a it's like a block party. You just set it's out. A season. Oh. It's a season parties. It's a season party. I love it. <laughs> yes, and especially now with your platform, and you know, we all here. Why the fuck not? You know, I just I'm always afraid of putting myself out there. Um, one of the reasons I had the breakdown after my live show is because only podcasters showed up for me, you know, which was great. I appreciated. And I'm sorry. I'm going to say this. I was supposed to come, but girl, it was at six o'clock and I had to work that night and I was asleep. I'm so sorry. I'm being honest. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, Savagely was there. Um, Draymo was there. DC and Raw jumped in the comments, you know, so I had support, but I had that huge letdown because nobody, not even my boyfriend showed up. And then I was like, okay, it's okay. I don't have any resentment. Everybody's busy, you know, so it wasn't that I was mad at anybody. It just brought that childhood trauma to the surface. And so I was processing it real time in that first um, pod I did after the live. The one thing I really enjoy about our group is I feel like these people are kind of more of my tribe. Um, Really, we all kind of came together from everyone, like, you know, just signing up for my event. And we're doing it again next year. Hopefully, Goddess, you'll be able to participate when we march to the record book again. We're going to break the world record again. Um, it, be prepared. It's, it's a time. <laughs> um, it's a lot of dedication. But um, just finding your people. I think I've always semi kind of been like the weird kid. Um, no one else wanted to grow up and be Oprah. So... I've always been a little bit different <laughs> um, and just finding people who kind of like get me and like kind of support me and are like kind of cool with the same things I do has been interesting as hell. Um, I mean, I'm very fortunate enough to where my co-host is also like I met her when I was 10 and I think I was like her first friend. So, I mean, I'm cool with people who don't have friends <laughs> and Melissa, I don't mean that as a jab. I mean, you were cool regardless, but um 
I mean, I think sometimes you just need to find people who are cool with you being you and accepting you regardless. Um, it took a long time for my own mom to listen to my fucking show. So sometimes the people that you think should be supporting you, you know, the biggest, just haven't picked up yet. They haven't gotten it. So whoever shows up for you, you know, congratulate them, keep it moving. And we don't know to show up unless you tell us, girl. Tell yeah. us where you're going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's a lesson too, right? It's, it's, I'm really putting myself out there. And the hardest part about this, being vulnerable to you is easy. You don't know me. Mm -hmm. They know me. And so they're going to know some of the key players in my story. And so then I'm trying to find a way to share the story without it really coming down on the person because I've processed past this, but you guys are going to hear it for the first time. And I've had people get angry. I'm like, no, 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 calm down. We don't need to bury any bodies. It's it's done in past. We're good. We're good. <laughs> you know. I get it. And it's I, I talk about my mom a lot and some things she hasn't realized. Like, I mean, I give her grace because when I was a child, like this was the first time you were that age with a kid like me. So, you know, you did the best you could. And sometimes having, you know, I'm not mad anymore. I mean, <laughs> I was a share when I was upset. Like I'm good. Yeah. They don't really get that, but it's it's being being real and your truth is always going to be your truth, regardless of someone else's perception. You know, I you know what is going to be the biggest problem is I I'm a me tour and I don't mean that in the movement. I mean that in the I probably have a story that's going to relate to somebody's story. And because my life. Probably should be a movie, um, you know, Dude. and. <laughs> I, you know, and I make jokes that I really have been writing a movie and that's how I interact with my life because that's how I cope. You, you know, know, you know, we got a director in the, in the crew, G soldier, like this is like, do it. Why do <laughs> I don't know if I've met G soldier yet, but I, uh, you know, I just, everybody's a player in your story. And so mm -hmm. for me, I found a way to cope with people leaving because they were interchangeable characters and it didn't take away the pain, but it just helped me to process away from them, you know? So, cause I attach to people really, really fast. And but I I'm, a I'm the opposite on that. I got, Ooh, I got like, I'm gonna be honest with you. A lot of people, it's me. <laughs> I have, I'm a commitment foe. Like I want to be a part of it, but I can't. I can't latch completely. Like because I just think like this sounds weird. Like eventually you're gonna get weirded out and you're gonna repel. So it's like I can kind of mesh, but I can't fuse. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, but you know that's also a self defense thing too because you don't want to put yourself into a place of being disappointed. True. And so it makes sense. And me, it's almost as if my strength is built on the pain that people cause me. And I know that makes it sound like I'm a martyr, but I'm not. I just, I learn from everything that I'm put through. And then I, I push it out into a lesson for somebody else. Like, Do you think you take the pain for others? Like as a way of like comforting? Like, like people you love, like you can deal with the pain because you know they can. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and it's not that I can deal with it and they can't. 
It's just, I can absorb it and process it later. And so like when I'm at funerals and I'm around my family, I don't cry. I'm, I'm not emotionally attached to the funeral at all. And I'm more, weird, but I like funerals. It's not weird because there's family reunions. Sex. There's all kinds of emotions that you don't get to participate in any other time. And it's the one stage you're allowed to be vulnerable. Mm. True. I never thought about that. Darn it, I have to talk to Gail now, which is my therapist, of why that's a thing. <laughs> Thank you, goddess. Hey, um, feeling out loud, right? <laughs> but, you know, it's it's very amazing how we learn to cope. And I know I jumped because I squirreled, but I just... <laughs> me too. Definitely ADD all day. Um. <laughs> but... It is very true that you found a place to be vulnerable mm -hmm. where nobody is going to judge you for your tears. And I bet you there's cleansing that happens that has nothing to do with the person you're there to see. True. Cause it's, it's sad. Cause I'll go to like anybody's funeral and I hate to say that. Um, like if you need a funeral buddy, <laughs> you're looking at the paper. <laughs> like if, you know, no, not random people's, but if you need like a funeral buddy, like, if a friend of mine's, like, aunt passed, and it's like, hey, you need someone to go with you, I don't mind. Um, okay. I'm I was like, like, you're not searching, like. Okay, so, you know, with, like, COVID, like, a lot of the funerals started becoming virtual. Like, it's bad. I follow, like, a couple of pages on Saturdays. Like, I'm just, it's bad. I'll just keep watching. I like the outfits. I like when the families are, like, wearing the same color. It's, um. It's a thing. Like, I thought about going into mortuary science for, like, 0.2 seconds. But you know what? <laughs> Give yourself some grace. It's because you have found a way to found beauty, to find beauty in the darkness. And sure. so you utilize that because that's your contradiction. You should not be able to find this in this sitting. This should be sad. This should be morbid. There should be all these heavy emotions, but you've managed to find the beauty in it. Mm -hmm. And so it's a drug to you. And so it's become a release. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's not that you're crying at these funerals, but it's become a drug. And it's a good drug in the sense of the fact the world is ugly. And sometimes we have to search really hard to find the beauty. True. And this sounds really, this may sound, there is an end. I mean, I hate because there is an end. Um, what you do today is very important because eventually it will end. There's only one shot. There's no do-overs. There's no dress rehearsal on life. Um, and I think that's also the motivation of why I go so hard with everything I do. Because if I don't do it, like there's no maybe later. Maybe later is not real. Um, I've had a lot of close friends and even loved ones, you know, thinking, you know, next year was a thing and they didn't make it. So I definitely want to make my mark today and really spread Amron as much as I can <laughs> around the world so everyone gets the same experience. But, One, I'm going to tell you a secret that I haven't shared with anybody else. Oh, God, I get the exclusive? You do. One of the reasons I say I love you at the end of all my shows is so when I'm gone, my kids have it every 
everywhere. They can hear me say, I love you, no matter what they are going through. And that's what I'm leaving behind for them. Um, because it's important for them to have their mom saying, I love you. It is. Um, and I never know. So every show I do my sign off, it's the same sign off every show. It's because of my kids. And maybe on this side of the earth, I'll be able to see my twins. You know, I'm hoping that whoever adopted them will see me because I keep a very large digital footprint. You can Google me <laughs> and they're going to see that. Yeah, I, I, I made some mistakes when I was younger, but I own up to it. My fault. And I'm a good person. And they need to see their mommy. <laughs> you know, I I have sons that I really have never met. And I don't know how I got here. Yeah. ADHD all the way. But never a bad time to talk about my twins. So that's very interesting. So now that we're talking diagnosis. So do you really have ADHD or do you have ADD? Because this sounds, I think, like people. Okay. So my daughter has ADHD, but I've noticed most people like born after like 2000, everyone's got like ADHD. Like it's hard to find a regular just ADD anymore. So like. I yeah, I probably just smoked way too much weed in my life, but um, it's, <laughs> um, you know, it's probably more ADD than ADHD, um, mm -hmm. you know, because I am definitely not hyper. There's, there's okay. nothing hyper about me. I am, I'm lazy. My daughter's father's like, stop telling people you're lazy. And I'm like, I am an honest person. I'm lazy. Now that tongue is very, 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 very powerful. You are not lazy goddess. Because I'm <laughs> seeing you out here. And I'm seeing you, like, I'm going to be honest with you. I was intrigued to meet you. Because I'm like, yo, this lady is, like, everywhere. Who is she? <laughs> like, I was curious about who you were. I was loving the support. But it's like, I've seen her multiple places. Yeah. So lazy is not... I don't really see that with you. I, you know, I'm, I'm also, I like talking and that's really why I got so excited and was in the shows, but I, I was following savagely a little too closely and I didn't want, you know, I am one of those people. And so I always talk wrong. So if I say something wrong, I will stop and re reset. I, overly think and I judge myself through other people's voices. Okay. So I get it. I overthink too, but other people's voices don't matter because in this, in this realm of, okay, like I'm big on manifestation and I truly believe whatever the fuck you think is like your reality, but like your, my version of you is not your version of you. If that makes sense. Like only you can define that. Right. So like fuck everybody else, girl. <laughs> like, I don't know what to say it. I and it sucks because I I'm overly cautious of not overstepping. And so when I when I start to judge myself through somebody else's voice, I pull back because I don't I know that that's not them talking to me. It's me talking to me and I'm doing something that I feel is wrong. So I have to really analyze myself. Being an empath sucks ass. I just want you to know that. 
it, it's the worst job I've ever been given in my whole entire life. Like if I could go back and sign up to be a hoe, I would much rather just be a hoe, you know, because they okay. don't care. They don't care. And I care too much. <laughs> okay. But I like that. It's like a, um, remember the Care Bears care a lot? There's something wrong about caring a lot. People used to call me Care Bear. And I was like, no, okay. stop it. <laughs> I'm not shooting light out of my belly, you know, but I'll take it. That or Rainbow Bright. I, I was called Rainbow Bright a lot. I wonder why. But um, <laughs> I'm with it, though. I think um, I think we need that sometimes because I think sometimes the world gets so hard. You forget about the emotion behind it. Like people are so like focused on financial gain or focus on like, you know, the social gain of being known or just so focused on these goals that you have to realize that emotions are attached to it. So sometimes we need that care bear to come out and be like, nah, like there's feeling in the world, you know? And it's, it's funny. Cause I I'm here for that. You know, um, I really want to give people the space to be vulnerable. Now, if they come sit in my seat and they have an experience and they're like, nah, we can't put that out. It's gone. You know, it's not, it's not about that for me. It's about the conversation and I know everybody who is sent to me that's interacted with me is intentional. I never know why. It takes a while to figure out the why. Ooh, God, it's, I'm excited. Why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> but if you look at it, I, I donated to your 4C convention conference, conference, you. you know, and that was a knee-jerk reaction. I did it without even thinking of it. And so when I got my funds, DC was the first person on my list because I spend money like crazy. And so I made sure to get that off. And because something was important for me and, you know, we tied it to my ex and now his dad, um, you know, and I never know why. And I was like, okay, there's something about DC. But then with DC came Chris and then came savagely and then came Ron. I was like, you guys, I don't know what I'm here. We're like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, you know? Um, and it's like, okay. And then it's, I am a little bit different than everybody else in the group in the sense that I am that, Hey guys, it's Saturday. Where's your buddy? Oh, <laughs> I'm a bowl of like, I am so positive. It's really, they, I get talked about, so it's, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to be as bright as you want to be. As long as it's, my whole thing is, um, what I love about everyone is everyone is authentically themselves. So they come completely as they are. Um, the good, the bad, the ugly, the crust, I want it all. And I love it. As long as you're really who you are. I just, it's hard being who you are today. You know what I mean? When everyone's trying to be a carbon copy of someone else. Um, so I'm with it. So I'm with all the bright, sunny, happy Saturday withness. Care Bear, again, I care a lot. Care That's going to be a thing. Uh, let's let's keep that one under wraps, though, Amron. <laughs> It'll be our secret. Okay. Okay. No, I, we're going to, it's going to be shared because I that'll probably be one of the things I clip because it's just, it's just funny. But... <laughs> 
I, you know, though, I just, I want to be cautious because I am overly emotional. Okay. I am a Gemini. Ooh, my sister is a Gemini, but we, we mesh, we mesh. I'm a Libra. Smack <laughs> dab. Yep. Libras are one of the, the good people. Um, but I, I'm right in the middle of the month, right before the cusp. So I have got all kinds of screwy things all, you know, but I also have this huge heart and I process so much and I use my interactions with you guys as escapes because my daughter's father has cancer and he came today and told me that the cancer is spreading to his lungs and I've never been that close to that kind of situation before and I don't know how to process it. And I will go into mask mode. And so it's very key that everybody's kind of getting to see all these different emotions from me because I will go dark. Okay. And because I don't know how to process on that large scope and I don't know how I'm going to handle it. And I don't know why I share that with everybody probably as a way of keeping myself safe. (laughs) So, okay. So goddess, what I heard is if we don't hear from you in a little bit, we need to check in on you and I have no problem being okay with that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know, and it's because I know that, um, I'll be transparent. I try to keep a little of my story for Eric because, you know, we're doing this whole crossover show thing. It's awesome. But um, I cut myself last year because my depression got so deep. Okay. Um, Processing through. That's not a behavior that I have that everybody needs to be concerned with. That was my attempt of breaking free of the hold these emotions had on me. So I did something to shock my system, kind of like people do with the polar bear club. They jump into that ice water. Um, um, I mean, guys, I'm, I'm a little suicidal. I mean, I'm okay right now, but, um, I, I have borderline personality disorder and, you know, every day is a struggle, but I take my meds and I'm straight. Mm -hmm. Um, so I totally get sometimes needing the extra eye. And sometimes the saying things, it's not really for, sometimes it's just someone else to know what's happening or just in case. Um, and I will be honest, and if I get emotional, I apologize. I don't have anybody here. Well, guys, um, I'm here now. Thank nice, you. Nice. This is a weird nice to meet you, but seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and mental health is is very important. And I think that's something a lot of people don't realize. Sometimes you are in a position, especially as a parent, like I can't turn to my nine-year-old and expose everything to her right now of what's happening. That's not fair to her and that's not her job to take only. So um, I definitely get feeling alone and not having anybody. Um, or sometimes being in the opposite. You're in a room full of people, but still definitely alone. So I, I get where you're coming from. And I mean this genuinely and wholeheartedly. Like, I mean, afterwards, I'll, I'll go ahead and send you my number. And I mean this. I'm, I'm around. I'm up late. I know there's a time difference. <laughs> <laughs> Three hours. But it's, you know, it's so funny. My Alexa clock on my um, nights, my computer is set for East Coast because I worked with East Coast people. So I never switched it back. So I can't. 
Like, I'm right even, here. With but no, seriously, even if sometimes it's not even to like, you need anybody to say anything. Sometimes you just need people to vent to and just, you know, say whatever you need to say, scream, cry, fuck, cuss out whoever the fuck you need to cuss out because you're hurting right now. Um, I'm definitely here for you. And it's not a, it's not a personal thing. It's not like anything you need to be ashamed of. It's just sometimes you need to know it's okay to be completely whatever moment you're in with people. And I don't mind being that person for you. Um, I I get that. And I I definitely understand exactly where you're coming from. Again, 97% of my day, (laughs) I'm completely alone. Um, I'm not really alone, just like with my kid. But my job for her is to be her mom, not, you know, to unload every single emotion I have on her. So I totally get what you're going through. I I didn't until last year when I met Demon, for all intents and pur- purposes, um, have a safe Did I ask you that? So, like, I get the whole, like, God is the demon. You can't call him the master thing. But, like, like just calling him demon, like, casually, was that hard? It was at first. Okay. It was. Um, I don't call him demon only to you guys because he hasn't stepped out to accept it publicly. You okay. Know? I feel so it. I just kind of respectfully just don't say his name. Okay. Um, but he's around. Okay. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's, People already know who he is. And now it's just him. <laughs> it's just him. And it's okay. I that's a whole nother thing. That's like a Jerry Springer show. Okay. But then rest in peace. <laughs> yes, but Jerry Springer, not Demon. Demon yes. is <laughs> Jerry Springer. <laughs> gone. I'm not gonna lie. I, I got two tears off of it. I was moved. <laughs> you was, you know what? The death that took me was Bernie Mac. No, Prince, Prince got me. I'm not gonna lie. Prince, I was at work. Ooh, I fell to my knees at work. Oh, like it was bad. Like people were concerned for me. Like who died? I'm like Prince, and they were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. I cried with George Michael of all. Of the artist, but I grew up with him in the 80s. You know, um, I didn't care that he was gay. Um, he was one of the only few people that I actually knew who the artist was because I don't associate the artist to the song. I don't give a shit about the artist. Okay, so goddess, no offense. I'm gonna be real, I'm I'm being real transparent with you right now. Like I know the name, but I don't know any George Michael songs. No, you're good. So he's saying <laughs> careless whisper. Oh. He's saying um, uh-huh. he was in Wham. Uh, wake me up before. Okay, here you go. Okay, I know them. I know them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I want to faith the faith the faith. I know faith. I know that one. Yeah. I know that one. That's that's him. <laughs> okay, okay. I caught up. I caught up. <laughs> but you know, it, it makes sense because um, their songs that I was with Eric the other day and they were playing on his karaoke and I was like, I've never heard this song before. And then I felt like my black card was going to be taken because I probably should know the song, but I'm a softie. I like love songs. I don't really like rap. I like music that has a meaning. I only watched like a moment of that. I um 
I tuned in for a second because I was working when that came on. And I think it was like an Eminem song. I'm like, I do not know any of these words. But um, I think one was Tevin Campbell. I knew that one. (laughs) Songs that have meaning, you know. Um, But it's that that definitely was the celebrity death for me. Everybody, like I said, I don't really associate too much with death. Um, my family is sensitive to the paranormal. So I gave them a bunch of fuck yous and said, no, thank you. I want no parts. So I try to stay away from anything paranormal because... I, I don't. It happened one time in my life. I had one experience and I was like, I was done. I was in this field with a group of people. I was the last person holding my boyfriend's hand and somebody grabbed my shoulder. I left, went back to the car. It was the middle of the night. I've never been in another field. I will not do anything spooky. I don't do haunted houses. Nope. I won't watch scary movies. I don't do oh, none of that. Oh, God, it's all of my love things. Um. <laughs> I'm big on, okay, so one of my prayers, like for real, for real, I know mentally, if any one of my loved ones passes on and comes back, I'm not going to be able to mentally handle that. Like, I'm going to go check myself in, just straight up. So, (laughs) but like, I'm cool with anything spooky and ghosts. I'll see like, I'll be cool with seeing your people. I just can't see mine, if that makes sense. (laughs) Yes, that would make sense. And I... I just, I don't want, I have a hard enough time with the living. I don't want to deal with the dead too. I think Um, it's like preparing. Like it's a certain part of life. Like eventually I got to cross over. So that's weird. That's so weird probably. So no, (laughs) everybody's got a purpose. So I will love them while they're here on this earth, help them heal. And then you can help them cross. Because once they're dead, they're dead to me. Okay, Okay. so... (laughs) You'll do the first part. I got the second. Okay. Yes. The tag team. We'll get that going. But so I've actually really enjoyed having this conversation with you. You wouldn't know that we just met at the beginning of this conversation. I don't meet strangers. I have one of those personalities. I don't meet strangers. I try not to. Um, I get a little nervous. You are actually the first person I did a meditation on before. You're at, I don't meditate. Really? I, I do like two times a day. I, I've never done that. And I was sitting here like this. And then I was taking my energy and I was pushing it down through my feet. And okay. I, yeah, I was just prepared for me. That's good. I like that. I was just <laughs> like, what is going on? I, maybe I was prepared. I was definitely, I wasn't nervous when the camera came on and you were in, because I opened my eyes and you were in the green room. And I was like, okay, we're ready. I didn't have any nerves. I was just ready. <laughs> I love this list. Can I come? I would love to come back. This was good. And I really mean what stayed in connection with me. Like, don't be yeah. a stranger for real. Definitely. But you know, you don't get off that easy. So I'm going to put you into the seat. <laughs> and so as I'm sure you've heard, the goddess seat is my opportunity to push love back into people. Okay. So. I just want you to know, just from the energy that I've gotten from the group of people I've met, you are a life source amongst your friends and you are greatly appreciated. 
there is not one bad word I've heard about you. I'm sure you've got some dude and I'll see it soon and I'm here for it. But for me, you do have a pixie energy. Thank you. You are very enlightened, but you, I have called you the black Tinkerbell. I, I like that. I give off, I like the fairy vibes. I'm feeling that. I'm loving this. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just want to say thank you for allowing me the opportunity to be within your group. And I'm going to extend you the same offer I sent to DC, but he's never remembering. Yeah. I am very big on social media and I don't mind being your guys' social media person, pushing people's uh, covers into my story. You oh, know, I, I have 18,000 followers. I know I don't interact with those 18,000 people, but it will at least get you guys into a different algorithm. Um, you. And, you know, I, I'm just here to help. There's no gain. There's, I'm not looking for anything. This is just what I want to build a Celtic braid of community. And, I just happen to be the breeder. So, <laughs> well, goddess, again, thank you. I totally love that. I will be definitely pushing some stuff to you to push out. I, I love that completely. I'm um, gonna get more people on the Opulence Radio. And if I haven't said this before, definitely hit us up at opulenceradio.com and on our app on the Google and the Play Store. And be prepared for some changes coming soon. We got some secrets coming up. Um, and oh. definitely check us out to see what they will be. <sighs> And we don't get any secrets. No, 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 not on the exclusive. Just know you need to be tuning in. <laughs> Let's tune in. And as Amron stated, she is on Instagram. Now make sure you follow Opulence Radio underscore zero one. Oh. <laughs> yes. Opulence Radio, I guess, is the parent company in Johannesburg. Um, here's here's what happened. I'm gonna be honest with you. So. <laughs> this is interesting. So being, I have trademarked Opulence Radio. Like I own it. I own the name. I own the trademark. What's happening in Johannesburg is I can't do anything because they're in South Africa. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm cool with that. Eventually my plan is to maybe do a little mergey merge with them to make it all make sense. Um, and definitely give their people some exposure as well as our people as well on a different type of platform because it's popping in South Africa. Yeah. Um, like definitely it's we might need to hit up there but they definitely have some really cool content because i do check it out sometimes um, i do too i accidentally but i do um some of the music is very vibrant i mm -hmm. you know it's it's good meditation music too um because it's just calm um but um definitely Oculus radio is going to be growing definitely adding some more shows and adding on some more opportunities for a little bit of everyone um so definitely stick with us for the growth. And if you guys will be in Cleveland in July, definitely hit us up for our 4C conference. Um, the conference for content creators of color. And everybody's invited as well. So if you aren't a person of color, don't feel as if you cannot come network, have a good time. Um, it's going to be a whole vibe. So definitely, I guess, get more of this pixie vibe for a whole day. Yeah. <laughs> and for those who don't know, they are raffling off three vendor tables, yes. uh, two of which will be in the honor of my ex-boyfriend, Jan Michael Smith, for Honor Society Entertainment, and one in memory of DC's father. If you would like to donate, 
please do so through Opulence Radio. They can help you. Underscore 01. Make yeah. sure you <laughs> the right one. Um, but it is going to be a really great opportunity, and they will give you great advice so that way you don't get taken advantage of. Is there any other place? Now, you did say you had a podcast, but you never push it. Yes. Okay. So I'm born. Yeah, I'm growing. So right now... <laughs> It's according to this black girl. Um, definitely get us on all streaming platforms. And we're also on Opulence Radio on Wednesday at 10 a.m. No, excuse me, at 11 a.m. now. Excuse me. Um, and it's definitely a cool vibe, a conversation with me and one of my best friends since I've been 10. And also on the show Locked In, which is another podcast, more of a mommy entrepreneur vibe with another one of my best friends that I met in high school. So everyone's all North Carolina from, you know, born home and raised um definitely just two different shows two different sides of me um but it's really cool you get to really learn who I am and get more of this pixie vibe (laughs) so what I'm gonna do is I'm actually gonna drop yours as an exclusive and I'm gonna do it this weekend um so then that way um because you know you're big time we gotta get you out there uh, and so we can get some, you know, hopefully get you guys some donations and stuff too, especially because got a little too excited with the spittle there, uh, especially because July is literally right around the corner. Um, and I, did, um, I, I told DC and I'm going to uh, do the same thing for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you something really quick and I know I'm getting ready to end my show, um, but it's my show, so just deal with it. Uh, let's see. So on the show with DC, I donated a pair of shoes to him. Um, unfortunately, he won't be able to wear them, um, but I am giving him his shoes. But I'm also, I ordered 10 pairs. So I'm going to give you a pair too. Um, okay. They are a size 11 or 9, whatever size you decide. You can you can raffle them off. You can do okay. whatever. Um, or I think the smallest man size I got was a size nine. Um, you know what? I definitely can do that because I was um, for Opulence Radio for our shows on Happy Hour and the Smash and Raw show. We're doing a text raffle, so we definitely can add these shoes on as a prize to win for Father's Day. So again, goddess, thank you. The daddies can get something. Yes, I'm just waiting for them to come in. They're supposed to be in production. Um, They're coming from Italy. They are a suede and leather shoe. Um, Retail at $270. Um, So I I told you I need jerk everything and this is what I'm being led to do. So I am going to donate a pair of shoes to Occupants Radio directly. So then that way DC doesn't have to donate his if he doesn't want to and also I love that thank you so but other than that thank you guys so much for coming and showing up today and I kind of already ruined my ending I do that a lot so I'm gonna do it this time (laughs) thank you so much for waking up today I love you and be nice it's easy Yeah, yo, yo, yo.
soft words and harsh truths. You got issues, I got issues. We